Welcome back to Casey on the Island, guys, a podcast where I do interviews here in my kitchen on my island of my very own home. You guys can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all, this is the last part of the introduction series, Music Through the Veins. I am so taken aback by just the response that you guys have given and just wanting to listen to this podcast. It honestly just like means the world to me. Um, it's even cooler when you guys are like reaching out and chatting about like cruise ship life and theme park world and 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 that kind of stuff because I love that stuff. It's so cool to hear your guys' stories. And uh, yeah, if you want to email me at uh, casey.johns at yahoo.com, I love hearing your stories and what you guys are are, are thinking about. And uh, if you have questions about cruise ship life or theme park world. Um, but thank you guys again for just being so supportive. Um, if you're new to the podcast and you are just now listening in, for the past three weeks, um, I've been doing an introduction series broken up into three parts. Uh, the first part was how I grew up and how I got started into music. Um, the second part was about my time on cruise ships and my time at Dollywood. And then the third part, we're going to talk about my Nashville experience and the making of my most recent record, Thunder. Uh, this podcast is released every Wednesday. I am super excited about next week's show. Um, I invited over two of my best girlfriends, Jamie and Maggie, for a girls' night in show. So we cracked open a bottle of wine, and uh, they are actually both married or either either married or, or dating a musician. And I thought it would be really fun if we just chatted about like what it's like to date or be married to a musician and what the struggle is, the pros and the cons. And so we literally we got deep man we talked about we shared stories and we talked about all kinds of stuff so it was really fun to to have the girls over and we chatted about that so hope you guys will tune in for that next week Speaking of being so supportive, you guys seriously came through. A uh, huge thank you to radio for taking my new single, Confused, straight to number five as the most downloaded and straight to number one most streamed on Play MPE. Y'all, this is crazy. I'm just freaking out right now. It's so cool that uh, I don't even have words. But thank you guys so much for, for all of this. Uh, huge, huge, huge thank you to radio for that. Seriously, thank you. If you follow me on socials, I've been doing shout outs to folks that are adding uh, my my song to the playlist. So if you haven't yet, look up Casey Johns, type in Confused, and hit that add to playlist button and put it into your rotation. That would mean seriously the world to me and I'll do you a shout out. Um, let's do a weekly wrap. Uh, so I've been getting ready to jump on a plane and head to Norway at the end of the month. I am so excited. Um... If my friends out there are in the area, I post my schedule on my website at caseyjohns.rocks, and uh, you can find out where I'm going to be that week. I'm going to be with my buddy, Tim Baumgartner. We're just going to have so much fun. I'm so excited about this trip. Um, I haven't traveled out of the country since before you know, 2020, so I'm very interested to see how much it's changed and uh, how different it's going to be. So if you guys have already kind of been out of the country in the last, you know, two years or so, I would love to hear your stories and how much it's changed um, and kind of what's what's going on out there. Um, something I'm super excited about is, uh, back to the weekly wrap, I checked out the new Whataburger here in Nashville that just opened up. Uh, I am super excited about this. I remember when I used to, uh, we used to rodeo a lot in Jackson, we would always hit up the Whataburgers, uh, in that area. And now I'm just like super, super happy that it's in town. <laughs> so, so before we get to part three of this series, if you're in Nashville, come see me live. Um, so I, 
let's see where I'm going to be this week. So tomorrow, um, I'm going to be at All Red with the full band from 11 to 2 um, on the main floor. And then Friday, I'm going to be at Redneck Riviera with my buddy Rob Reiser from 12 to 4 on the rooftop. Unless that gets changed because of the weather, uh, keep up with my social medias on um, on that show for, for that week. But uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to take Saturday and Sunday off uh, this weekend. I have a ton of work to catch up on. And uh, it's my best friend's birthday on Saturday, so I'm going to spend some time with her and some friends. And then, um, yeah, I just have so much work to catch up on in the next couple of days that... Um, I kind of took this weekend off to kind of prepare for what's happening in the next couple of weeks. So, well, let's get into this last part of the series. Uh, We left off in part two, and I just moved to Nashville. At first, I literally had no clue where I was going to stay, or like I didn't really know that many people in town. Um, My mom had mentioned a beautiful married couple that uh, lived in Franklin. So I ended up bunking with them for a couple months, which was really nice. Uh, My first day in town, I walked up and down the streets of Broadway until I found a bar I felt like had really great vibes. And that bar was the Valentine. Um, I had walked in and the singer on stage was just super, super nice. His name was Larry. Uh, He was just it was just him playing guitar. I requested a George Strait song, you know, gave him about 20 bucks. He was just such a nice dude. Um, But I ended up meeting a ton of musicians that day that were kind of just walking around the bar. Coming up next, you know, was a band. And uh, but the first musician I had actually sat down, had a drink with and had a great conversation with was Jake Taylor. Um, He was just extremely nice to me and just gave me some really, really good advice uh, from day one. Um, I got up and sat in with the band and, you know, that was playing there. And uh, yeah, it was just really fun. Before you knew it, I was booking my own band shows uh, in town. And um, I remember that first gig that that Jake had actually asked me to play. I was in Memphis uh, at that time. This was a couple weeks weeks later. I was in Memphis at that time. Um, I was sitting on my grandparents' couch and he had texted me saying, hey, can you do a show at 6 p.m. tonight? And I don't remember. I think it was like maybe 10 a.m. or 11 o'clock that morning. And um, so I literally was like, oh, got to go, family. So literally got into the car, hit the road three and a half hours later and made it just in time to play that gig. Um, that's how bad I wanted to be on Broadway and be connected and play shows. And uh, yeah, so I was just like I didn't matter where I was hitting the road. <laughs> so um, I went in like that whole first summer and summer and fall and just playing almost six to seven days a week for, I mean, four to eight hours, sometimes 12 hours a day. Um, The first time I lost my voice downtown, I panicked. Um, (laughs) I guess I thought my voice was just like invincible. Uh, No one is equipped to sing that much uh, ever, wherever you are. Um, So being down on Broadway is an incredibly tough job. I mean, you're you're constantly, you know, using your voice like you want to rest, but you also want to hang out with the people that are at your shows. So your voice is just going nonstop. And um, I mean, there were times I was hired as a tip jar girl, and I put that in quotations. Um, I remember I did a gig one time where this guy wanted me, this was my first year in town. He wanted me to sing two songs past tip jar, and he didn't want me on the gig. Um, from that moment on, I was like, Mm-mm, I can't do the tip jar girl thing. That is not my thing. I mean, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be passed around the tip jar, I'm going to be on the show. So that I was never again going to do a show like that again. It, yeah, I just I hated that. So Broadway can be brutal, but it can also be very beautiful. Um, as winter hit, uh, Broadway became kind of empty and I was 
definitely not prepared my first year in town. Um, I would go in and sit, I would go in and sing eight hours a day, make maybe $75. And so, yeah, my first year was was pretty rough. Um, as years went on, um, Broadway became my home. I mean, I, I loved the musicians that I was surrounding myself with and around and the people I would just get to meet off stage were just and and are, still are just incredible people. I mean, I, I met some folks the other day. Well, I didn't meet them. They had come to my show and they were like, hey, you remember us? We, we met you four years ago at the Valentine. And I was like, man, that's that's crazy. Like, it's so cool that we get to I get to keep in touch with with you guys and, and just the people that get to come to the show. It's just it's just amazing to me because that's my favorite part. Just meeting people, hearing people's stories. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite part. So during that time, uh, during over the, you know, the, that those past couple years I was on Broadway, I never stopped writing. Um, I was always just, you know, writing in my journals and I wasn't really doing anything with it for a while. And, um, so around, I don't even know when it was around sometime in the, in the four years that I was playing on Broadway, um, I had met Grammy nominated producer, Billy Smiley, who encouraged me to write as much as I could. Um, I would take unfinished songs in and he would just help me finish them. And we started to create this catalog for about two years. And so I would just perform down on Broadway and then I'd go into the studio and we would write just as much as we could. Um, and he just became a super, super good friend of mine. Um, then in March 2020, everything shut down. Um, I honestly had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, I couldn't afford to live in the apartment that I was living in anyways. And then I was losing gigs. And so I, I was freaking out. I had no clue what on earth I was going to do. And and nobody did. Nobody knew what anyone was going to do. So I'm definitely not just making about my, making it, you know, about myself. I mean, everybody was in a panic. Nobody knew if they were going to lose their jobs. You know, everybody was just figuring out how they were going to pay their bills. And so it was, it was frustrating time, obviously. And then not to mention, I mean, people were getting sick and people were dying around us. And it was just a very, it was a very hard time. Um, but Jake Taylor and Adam Puff, um, who's a drummer here in town. Um, I've had them both on the show here, uh, on the podcast. Uh, they presented this idea to me about doing these like virtual shows on Facebook. And I thought, wow, um, I wonder if I'll still be able to afford my rent if we do this. Um, and if people started being extremely generous. I mean, people were just, I mean, just being so, so kind. And people were locked in their houses, right? So they wanted some sort of interaction and some sort of concert. I mean, we had people that would text us and watch, you know, they'd put their phones, connected them to the um, to the TV, and they they'd have like you know, these big watch parties or whatever. And it was just really, really cool. Um, the thing I loved about these virtual events was just sharing fans. Like Adam's fans became mine. I became a part of Jake's fan family. And it we were just all kind of like just meeting all of our friends. And it was just, I don't know, it was really cool. So we all three became extremely close in, in the year of 2020. Um, I will say I, I love Jake and Adam so much um, as we just kind of all helped each other get through that time. And, uh, and Adam's wife, Lisa, who's just amazing. Like we just, we became a huge family during that time. Um, Around the summer of 2020, uh, Billy presented the idea to me about doing a Kickstarter to raise money for an album. And because at this time, 
you know, I was going live on TikTok, doing shows on Facebook. So everything was virtual. And I was like, man, this probably would be a really good idea as everything shut down. So it would give me a little bit of time to, you know, everybody's glued to their phones anyways right now. So, it, you know, it would give me time to maybe put something like this together. Um, so we started with with 10K and we were like, let's just go with that in a three month span, see if anyone is interested. I did not think people would actually even donate or want to be a part of this. Um, I just really didn't know what to expect. And when I hit that like send button on the computer, I was so nervous. I didn't, I, I was scared to make a post about it because I just didn't know how people were going to respond to my music and what I was putting out there. And um, because I wasn't really putting anything out there anyways, I had released Whiskey Break in May of 2020, and I released a song called No More Chances later on after that. And this was before the Kickstarter even came out. So I was like, I don't even know if these people even like what I'm doing. <laughs> but I, I couldn't be more grateful for the people that helped me raise the money for this album, Thunder, because let me just say it completely changed my life. But I started going in the, into the studio, you know, one to two times a week and we started writing and I was even writing with my buddies, Tim Angston, Tim Baumgartner, Colin Cross, Mac Watts. And we just started putting tons and tons of songs together out there and just creating this catalog um, because we had time. We had time to do it before, you know, I don't want to say the world's completely opened back up yet, but I mean, before, you know, things started slowly opening back up. Um, in January, 2021, I released a cover of Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Um, a couple months earlier, Billy and I had been talking about putting out that cover. Um, and, it, you know, it was a rock tune, obviously. And it was a song that I don't think someone had covered in a while. So we thought it would be kind of cool. So with my time on cruise ships, I had sang this song at least, I don't know, once a week for like three years. So I love this song and I'm a huge fan of Zeppelin. Um, so I presented this idea to Billy. I said, hey, what if we did a cover of Black Dog? Because, you know, everybody does rock and roll um, by Zeppelin. So Billy was all about it. We were like, all right, let's 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 get into the vocal booth. Let's see what happens. So I got my bottle of Jack and my Lay's potato chips, as that's what I love and when I love when I'm in the studio. And I started laying down a few vocal passes. And once we got some music behind it, man, it turned out so awesome and just like way better than I actually thought it was, was going to be, honestly. Um, I was super proud of this one. Uh, so we 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 got Jake Taylor to, um, he was doing some videography at the time, and we, we filmed some black and white wild like vintage footage for the tune. And when I released the song in January, it went viral on TikTok overnight. I, it was super cool. I was not expecting that either. And still a year later, it's like the most streamed song in my catalog on Spotify, which is so crazy. Um, but in February, around Valentine's Day, we had released uh, a ballad that I wrote with Billy called Always Me When I'm With You. And a couple months prior to writing this tune, I actually didn't want to write this song. I, I hate writing ballads. I hate singing ballads in the first place. But um, and it's mostly because I, I hate putting that vulnerable side of me into a writer's room. But you know what? You got to do it to be a great writer. You have to you have to get with the right people that know how to, you know, pull those things out of your soul and, and what you're feeling and put it into a song. And Billy was the perfect person to do that with. Um, so this was definitely the hardest and toughest song for me to write, I will say for sure. Uh, in March, we had released a cover tune by Pam Tillis called Maybe It Was Memphis. And this was a super fun one. Uh, before we released it, the months prior, we were in the studio trying to decide on another cover we were, we were going to release after this ballad song. And 
we actually had chose an entirely different song uh, before choosing this one. We were going to go with um, a Jamie O'Neill song called There Is No Arizona. And before we were about to record it, Lorna Elena and Jamie O'Neill had went back into the studio and re-recorded a version. And it was freaking awesome. So I was like, nope, we got to nix that one. <laughs> There's no way I'm following that. <laughs> So we went back to the drawing board and uh, Billy, we sat down one day, Billy was asking me like, what tunes do you get requested the most at shows? And while doing these virtual events, I had found um, that maybe it was Memphis was one of them. I was getting requested that song like all the time. So we decided that it just kind of made more sense to go with this song because I'm from that area anyway. So um, we started just to brainstorm on where we wanted to shoot the video and um, we got Jake Taylor to shoot this one as well. And so I got Jake in the car with me and we went all the way to Memphis and we started shooting the video and it was so cool. Like we, we got to shoot, um, footage at the legendary Peabody hotel, uh, mud Island and on bill street. And this was probably my favorite video that we did because, you know, we took it back to my roots and, uh, this video opened up a ton of doors for me for like live shows and events, which was really cool. And I'm super, super grateful for that. Not to mention the guys that actually joined me in that video, um, Donnie Mars, Juno Avent, Brian Penlack, and Charlie Belt. Um, so Juno and Donnie were in a band called Gabby Johnson, and Brian and Charlie are in a band called Twin Soul. And I grew up listening to both those guys in the Memphis area, and they are huge in that area. So I asked them if they wanted to be a part of this video, and I got them to say yes and it was just so cool that they they joined me in this video i just i love them guys so much and i still play with these guys a lot back home um as things slowly started opening back up i started booking a ton of out-of-town shows uh when august came around we released a duet with Stephen cade a song called shore feels good and shore is like the shore of the ocean so uh yeah we wrote this song with uh Stephen cade and andy renfrey now i didn't know andy at the time um, so sometimes as a writer, you'll be put into a room with people you don't know. And she just turned out to be such a sweetheart. And the idea, I think, was even hers. Um, when we started writing the song, I, I seriously thought it was going to be extremely cheesy. I was like, oh, another summer song. <laughs> but I knew if Billy got a hold, hold of the song, he would make it super catchy, super fun, super hooky. And uh, the song was just a blast. We we uh, So I had some shows in, in Key West in August. So we shot the video there and got the video up as, as quickly as possible. So that was a really fun one to shoot. Um, we then decided to re-release my single, Whiskey Break. Um, I had released Whiskey Break back in May of 2020, but it wasn't marketed correctly. I, you know, I didn't even know how to get people to, I just didn't know the game. You know, I didn't know the marketing game. I did, I, you know, I had done social media before, but I didn't actually know what it took to put out a single um, at that time. So we thought about, you know, we thought it would be really cool to go back into the studio, add some harmonies, make a few tweaks, and then re-release it to radio as uh, as a radio version. It did way better than I thought it would, honestly. Uh, it was featured in a motion picture called documentary called The Gorge, um, which is now on Amazon Prime. Uh, it charted the song charted number one in South Africa, which I'm super grateful for. Um, yeah, I, I actually got this inspiration from my buddy Tim Baumgartner. Uh, every time him and I would play a song together or play a show together or do any event together, he was always yelling whiskey break in between songs. And I had told him while on stage one day, I was like, man, that would be a great title for a song. So literally a couple weeks later, Billy and I were brainstorming ideas. And I was like, I got this buddy that always says this 
this phrase on stage and or th- this, you know, this this title on stage. And I was like, man, this would just be such a cool title for a song. So we went with it and wrote it in about two hours. So it was fun. Um, after that, when the holidays started to roll around, we released a Christmas cover, Please Come Home for Christmas. And uh, it charted number one as the most streamed play uh, played on Play MP. 2021, music-wise, I am just so extremely grateful for just the people that are just listening to my music. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, I mean, I played over 200 shows, even with, you know, everything that's going on in the world. Um, and I, I'm just so happy that we're still able to even get out there and play shows right now. Um, I'm so excited about what 2022 is going to bring. We're continuously putting music out there. We just released my new single, Confused, that I wrote with Tim Baumgartner and Tim Angston. Um, We wrote this song during the pandemic. And Tim and I, you know, Tim and Tim, they are just amazing writers. And I'm just so happy to be a part of of what they do in a writer's room. And uh, if you want to check them out on social media, they they have their own music out there as well. Um, Show-wise, we're headed back to the Keys a couple times this year. We're going to Wisconsin a couple times. We've got Missouri shows, Kansas coming up. Um, we're going to Norway, like I mentioned earlier, and and so many others. If you guys want to check out my tour schedule, it's at caseyjohnsmusic.com. And it's all because of you guys that I get to continue to do this. Um, all it takes is just one person to share something, to turn it into something bigger and greater. Um, in 2022, I... Just want to continue to write with great people, create material that, you know, we hope will move people and just continue to play exciting and fun shows with people that I love. So thank you guys so much for just listening to this podcast and being a huge supporter to my music. And I just couldn't do any of this without you guys. And I wouldn't want to. So (laughs) that concludes this series of Music Through the Veins because I definitely don't want to continue to talk your ears off. Um, But tune in next week for Girls Night In if you guys want to check out and continue to follow the podcast. Um, Rate and follow the show if you guys want to continue to hear what comes out. This, This podcast comes out every Wednesday. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, uh, Facebook or Instagram, it's under Casey Johns and on TikTok, it's under Casey Johns music. Um, yeah. So sign up for the the newsletter. There's a newsletter that comes out every single month and, uh, man, thank you guys so much for being so supportive. I know I've said that about a thousand times in here, but honestly, I couldn't do any of this without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you a thousand times over and over again. And, uh, yeah, let's keep in touch on social media. If you guys are on socials, follow me and let's, uh, shoot me a message. We'll keep in touch. Hope to see you guys next time. Now yeah.